Welcome to the Vineyard Church of Greater Portland podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Mario Mastin. For more podcasts and other resources, please visit www.vineyardportland.org. Today, we're going to continue this short series that began last week on faith, lessons from the life of Abraham. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to just remind you of something we focused in on a little bit last week to give some context for where we're going this morning. And that is that the Bible defines faith in the book of Hebrews in the New Testament as uh, being having a sense of surety about the things that we hope for. Um, having an unshakable conviction. A certain, that's what a certainty is really. It's an unshakable conviction about something. And the writer of Hebrews says, or the author of Hebrews says, it's about the things that we can't see. Now it's very easy to have a conviction about the things that you can see. But the writer of Hebrews defines faith in kingdom terms as having a conviction, an unshakable certainty about that which you cannot see naturally. And it also goes on to tell us, as I said last week, without that kind of faith, the author of Hebrews says, it's impossible to please God. You think about that for a moment. That's quite a statement. Without that kind of faith that has an unshakable conviction about that which we cannot see, without that kind of faith, it's impossible to please God. So what is that kind of faith? Well, that kind of faith is the kind of faith that believes that God exists, um, that he's living, that he's present, that he's powerful, and that he cares enough about those who seek him. In other words, that he's loving and that he's faithful. And as the author of Hebrews also says, that he rewards those who seek him. Now last week, um, I began the series by talking about Uh, faith and how faith works as a catalyst uh, in our lives. It produces kind of spiritual combustion in our lives, faith, when it works in a catalytic way. And it brings change and it propels us forward into the purposes of God. That's what we thought about last week. Faith as a catalyst. We saw together that when that happens, as it happened in the life of Abram, as he was known initially, it produces real transformational change. This morning I want to think about faith in a different way, but also by looking at the life of Abram and um, something that God did in Abram's life by way of a test. He tested him in order to deepen his trust strengthen his character, and increase his commitment to God. And I want to say this right at the get-go this morning in this message, that God tests us to do the same thing. Maybe not in the same way that he tested Abram that we're going to look at this morning. That was pretty unique. But he tests us for the same purposes, to deepen our trust in God, to strengthen our character, and to increase our commitment to him. He does this in our lives as he did it in Abraham's life through what I'm going to call this morning the crucible of faith. The crucible of faith. 
I want to take a moment to unpackage what I mean by that word. Because to some of you, you'll know exactly what that refers to, and others may not. A crucible, literally, is a ceramic or metal container in which either metal or other substances can be melted or subjected for various purposes to incredibly high temperatures. That's what a crucible is. Back in October, um, I was in, uh, with my family, I was in Venice celebrating Ruth's birthday and actually got to see a crucible in operation. We went, uh, while we were there, we visited the island of Murano. Has anybody ever been there? Yeah, a few people have been there. Patty, somebody else at the back. And the island of Murano is actually a province of Venice, and it's a place of real historic renown for glassmaking. I mean, it's world-renowned for that. We went to this island, and while we were there, largely due to the inimitable presence that my daughter Heather can be, we got to see a presentation by a master glassmaker on Murano that went on for about 20, 25 minutes on a day when there was a national, there was a, there was a holiday there in, uh, in Murano and in Venice, and all of the different glassmaking places there were not doing displays or tours that day. But like I said, I've got a daughter who's got a way of making things happen that don't look like they're going to happen. And we landed up, her, myself, and Ruth, getting a private 25-minute uh, display by this master at Glassmaker. And I, what I wanted to do this morning, because I, I took like a 20-minute video with this, I wanted to take a couple of minutes and show it to you, but I blew it. I didn't get my act together, so you're not going to do that. I'm going to have to describe it. But we do have, hopefully, because I can't see anything up there, hopefully you're going to see a still photo of this guy in action. Is it up there? There it goes. Okay. Yeah, so there he is, and there is the crucible right there. And that thing, let me tell you, was really hot. And he took this piece of glass, put it on the end of this pole, stuck it in there, and over 20 to 25 minutes, subject, kept putting it in, taking it out, shaping it, clipping pieces off, and he made this incredible work of art in glass in about 25 minutes. And this guy is one of the leading, I guess, master glassmakers on the island of Murano. So it was fantastic to watch it, but the heat in that crucible enabled him to take this glass and shape it and take pieces off and form it and shape it into this beautiful work of art. And uh, the reason I mention that this morning is because that is a picture for us, literally, of what I'm going to refer to as a crucible metaphorically this morning. That while literally you can put either metal or some other substance into a place of intense heat, and you can make it malleable, and you can do things to shape it, and change it, and purify it. That's really what God does in our lives with the crucible of faith. That's my point this morning, that in order to be fully formed in Christ, and changed into his image, God will subject each one of us in our lives, maybe more than once, to the crucible of faith. 
so that he can purify us, so that he can form us and shape us and make us into those people that we actually are in Christ and that he wants us to be. The heat of God's testing and trial in the life of Abraham, and he did go on to become Abraham, reveals that the crucible of faith is both the way in which God refines us, but it's also an opportunity for us to grow in our relationship with him. Like Abraham, we can learn to depend on God, we can learn to trust in God, we can learn to be strengthened by God, and we can experience his faithful provision in our lives as he turns those circumstances into an opportunity for us to grow in him. So I want to read the, the, the passage this morning. It's from Genesis 22, and this will be very familiar to a lot of you. It is the most famous episode, I would submit, in the life of Abraham. Some, uh, Genesis 22, verse 1, and it begins with these words. Sometimes later, sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Early the next morning, Abraham got up, saddled his donkey, took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set off for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering, placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham replied, God will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there, and he arranged the wood on it. And he bound his son, and he laid him on the altar, on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand, and he took a knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now, now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over, he took the ram, and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the place, the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. Now, I want you to notice from this text, as I said a moment ago, that the guy that was referred to as Abram becomes, at this point, Abraham. He went from being an exalted father to the father of many. And having catalyzed faith in Abraham's life, which is what we looked at last week, with a covenant promise, which he had responded to with obedience, now God gives him a name that's 
rightly aligned with his destiny. And what was his destiny in God? It was not just to be an exalted father, it was to be the father of many. And through him, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. So God now gives him a name that's aligned with his destiny in God. But that comes through the crucible of faith, through the test that God subjects him to. And God does this. Would you somebody do me a favor and go and ask the ladies or those in the lobby to just bring it down a notch? It's very distracting when I'm trying to preach. And probably distracting for people at their back. Thank you. So I want you to see some things this morning about the life of Abraham, and how God subjects him to this crucible of faith, and what we can learn about our own journey with God in that. And the first thing I want you to see is this, that Abraham is tested by God. Now, we don't know exactly how long sometime later means, but this text begins with the phrase sometime later, which means that Abraham 